Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply the Chicago Bulls thing. Wherever you're listening and if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. I'm Matt and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm okay. I'm sick and tired of listening to rain against my window. It's been raining here pretty much for the whole month of July and it seems to be carrying into August as well. So um, I need a bit of sunshine in my life. And at the moment, the only sunshine I can get is by talking about Chicago Bulls. So I need a bit. I need a bit of this tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so much for summer. Yeah, but yeah, have I'm obviously in my truck, back in my truck, as you can see, and um, I've got the rain bouncing off it at the minute. So you might hear that. There's a bit of background noise. Yeah. So the weather's but, just as bad in in England as it is in Ireland, then. Yeah, um, probably not as good as it was in uh, Sofia. No, that's true. That's true. It was, it's quite <laughs> hot over there. <laughs> you've obviously um, managed to escape. Finally got home. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a, a trek. But yeah, so, there you go. Yeah, and obviously, as we said on last week, that's part of the reason why we're not behind on the news, but we're behind on talking about it is because our schedules and that just sometimes don't match, do they? But no. um and we're going to sort of catch up from last week's episode to what's been said in the last couple of days, really. And I'm going to start with your guy, Patrick Williams. Yes. Uh, was it Thursday, Friday sort of time on it? I think it started really... Well, I think he was actually trending on Twitter. Um, there was that much talk about him. And obviously, I put a piece on com. Uh, it wasn't entitled um, Is P. Will a Bust? Well, I think it kind of was, but obviously the way I promoted it was asking that question. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed to get quite a lot of response, but it was also linked with the rest of Bulls Nation for some reason asking the same question. Right. Um, and my, my thinking of it come from a video that I put out where he was doing a pro run um, or an open run, whatever you want to call it. And he looked good in it. He, you know, his shot was looking good. He was shooting off the dribble. He was looking confident. He was looking leaner as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, the video, from our point of view, got retweeted quite a lot. There was a lot of comments. A lot of negative comments. Um, and that's what prompted me to start writing that piece and as I started it as I started the piece by saying I'm not his biggest fan but at the end of it I finished by saying I don't think he's a bust and now he's becoming a bit of an underdog so I want him to succeed just to shut Bulls Nation up basically plus you do love an underdog yeah um, and I mean obviously a lot of people have had their say on it already Um I mean, just going back to the video, a lot of the comments were, I want to see him do it in the NBA. I want to see him do it on an NBA court. And yeah, yeah. I get that. We all do. I get it's a, sort of like a non-competitive workout that he's doing. The defence on it's probably not going to be anywhere near what he's going to experience in the NBA. I mean, at one point, I think he was shooting over Evan Mobley. So, you know. It's as competitive as it gets, I guess, in the off season. Um, but 
you know, people were starting to say that he's a bust on it as well. And I mean, it's, certain content creators have started calling people out for getting overexcited by these videos. And look, I'll share any video I find of Bulls players working out. Right. It doesn't mean I'm getting excited by it, but it's like you just said, 1st of August. <laughs> There's nothing going on. Hence why we're talking about this now. So if I see a video of, I mean, like the latest one this morning, there's Kobe White and P. Will working out with KD, uh, Jalen Green, Christian Wood, Kyle Kuzma, all that. I'm going to share it because it's two Bulls players working out. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that because they've gone up against KD, that's it, we're going to win the league or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm not that stupid. It's just literally Bulls content. Yeah, we're classed as content creators. I'm sharing content. That's it. Um, so when you see these other bigger content creators calling other accounts out on Twitter, especially for saying they're getting excited, and you know, I think one comment was, "It's up to you if you want to get excited by it, but I'm going to take the piss out of you for it." Why? Do you know what I mean? It's, but anyway, that's enough of that little rant. Um, back to P. Will. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you go because I know he's your guy. And yeah, um, and like and like that. Like I mean, we're not naive. We're not. We're not stupid. We, we know that these are off-season workouts. These are you know only semi-competitive workouts. But at the same time, I rather see the players that we've got a bit of an interest in actually doing something during the off season rather than just having to guess whether or not they've been doing something in the off season. Like, I mean, we can see the guys that are putting in the time and putting in the effort. I'm sure the other guys that we're not seeing so much are still putting in the time and putting in the effort, but you know, some of it gets released and some of it doesn't. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is, and what I'm always going to do with these videos is I'm going to take from it what I can and ignore the rest. Like, I mean, just because he hits a shot, over like Patrick Williams hits a shot over Evan Mobley or maybe manages to cross over Durant or Kobe manages to get past KD. You know, that is just a little snippet of something in a vacuum, you know, that, that can be made to look really good. Like you said on the last pod, any kind of highlight plays can make any player look fantastic. I mean, that's, that's what they're there for. They're highlights. They're not lowlights. You're not going to see the bad plays. You're only going to see the good stuff, right? So that aside, right, picking that up and putting that down, what I look for is the fundamentals out of this video. So like you say, how does the player look? Are their handles looking tighter? Is the shot release in, in Pat's case in particular looking smoother and quicker? And it is. Um, you even mentioned he's looking a bit leaner. Um, Kobe's handles are looking good. Do you know, that's the fundamental aspect of the way that they are playing is what you can take out of it and kind of think okay now let's see that get applied moving forward going into the season or the preseason first and then into a regular season and that's what I tend to look for you know what can you pull out of it that is actually tangible uh, as opposed to the stuff that's just you know airy fairy stuff so taking that out of it I thought Pat looked like his release was smoother and um, he was releasing the ball at the peak of his jump and it looked like it was a bit quicker. Now, I'm always going to love the trajectory of his shot. 
I think it's an absolutely beautiful shot when he when he uh, gets it off. Um, what we need to see moving forward is that if he's building up his confidence in his shot during the off-season, that he's not so reluctant to let it go and let it fly when it comes to actually playing with the balls. That's what I need to see of the transfer over. And we won't see that until the preseason and maybe even into the regular season. As far as Kobe, Kobe just looks like Kobe's doing what he did last year. He's working on his handles and he's improving himself. And that's good to see. We know he applied it last season. Let's hope he hope he can take it forward. But like I say, looking at this thing as a whole picture, you, you've got to be realistic about it. Enjoy enjoy it for what it is. Don't get carried away and just take out of it what you need to take out of it. Yeah. And I mean, there's some of the other comments where we see this every off-season. We saw this last off-season, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, we did. And I probably shared it last off-season as well because that's, like I say, that's what I do. But if you go back and watch that one from last off-season, to compare it with this one that was just been put out now, you can guarantee that you'll see little improvements in them little fundamentals, like the release of his shot. A bit more confidence. And yeah, we do want to see it translate onto the NBA court because that is P. Will's problem. Mm -hmm. But obviously the the piece that I wrote, I did break it down in like, how can people expect him to be a 20-point-a-night scorer when he's the fourth option mm-hmm. at best on the team? When you've got three other guys that you want him to put up 20 points in front of him. You know, you're not going to have four guys on a team putting up 20 points. So the point of my piece was, is I guess the reason why I'm not as high on him and not as... So he's not one of my thingy players is because I've got lower expectations for him. You know, like the big comparison we've always got with him is Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be Kawhi Leonard. No. You know, so if you bring that down and like I put in the piece, I'd be happy if he turned into another Luol Don, Luol Deng. You know what I mean? Like just a, a solid role guy. You know what I mean? He, he comes in, he can do it on both ends of the court. And if he starts putting up 15 points, eight rebounds, five, six assists, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, a big thing for him this year is he's eligible for his uh, contract extension. Yeah. So he's going to want to, well, he's got to improve his mentality. And yeah. he's put out an Instagram post saying that he's working on that, whether he is or not, who knows. Um. Like we had when we had Tim Sinclair on, and he said, you know, P. Will could walk into a room and you wouldn't know he's there. That's not normal for an NBA player, is it? Because no. they're all egotistical, they're loud, the the big. Do you know what I mean? So for Tim Sinclair to say that shows you what his P. Will's personality actually is to me. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's like I've always said, this when uh, all the nations say that we're not developing players. P. Will's developing as a as a person uh, as well as trying to develop as a player. Yeah. You know, he's about to turn 22. You know, and I've said it before, when I think back to how I, how I was at 22 to how I was at 28, I'd gone through a hell of a lot in my life in them sort of six years that yeah. moulded me as a person. And obviously that's what he's doing. You know, he's he's gone through the same... 
sort of pathway as every other NBA player, I guess, going through college or high school, college, get the draft, blah, blah, blah. But if your personality is that you're like an introvert, then you're not going to put yourself out there, are you? Do you know what I mean? And we all know he's got the skill. We all know he's got the talent. We know he's got the size. And he's just got to be a more of a confident person, I think, to for, for it to translate on the court. Because we've seen what can happen when he is feeling it on the court. Right. That's, to me, where... I think the reason why people think he's a bust or sustain it is because he was the number four pick. Mm-hmm. And he didn't ask to be the number four pick. No. He wasn't projected to be the number four no. pick. You know what I mean? I think he was projected sort of uh, end of the lottery sort of pick from what I read. Um, so, you know, he's... all oh, that's a lot more pressure put on him straight away. And for an introvert, that's probably a hell of a lot to deal with as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I think, like I say, with that video, you can see that he was looking a bit more confident as well. You know what I mean? And obviously, he's working out with Damar again this year. You know, the, the five AM workouts and stuff like that. And surely that's all going to help his development as well. Yeah, and you would think so. I think yeah. I've mentioned it to you before. I don't understand why P will get so much hate for taking part in the pro runs, these 5am workouts, the constant videos that get put out of him working out. Whereas when Demar does it, Bulls Nation love it. And it's, oh, what a veteran, you know, he's teaching the guys, he's doing this, he's, he's always working, he's blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But when P Will comes out and does it, well, like the other week, Tory Craig took part in the same pro run that P Will did and Bulls fans loved it. When P Will was in it, it was like, well, I want to see him do it on the court. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> You know what I mean? So, I think, yeah, he's. I think he's always him now because he's been that fourth pick. And yeah. Like I say, I think if people lower their expectations on him, they'll probably actually appreciate what he actually is now as well. I think so. I, I think that's exactly what the problem is, that people's expectations came in very high, especially when, you know... He got labelled with this, you know, poor claw Kawhi Leonard 2.0 moniker. And he hasn't met that expectation or even really come close to it. And therefore now everyone's expectations that were so high, they feel now, well, he's only coming in down here. Whereas the fact of the matter is, I mean, I'm not making excuses for his age, but because he's going into his fourth year, although realistically it's only going to be his actual third year playing a full season. And he is only 21 turning 22. I mean, okay. He's learned a lot in a very short space of time for that age, but at the same time, he's obviously not got that, you know, some, some kids at 21, 22 are very mature. He obviously doesn't have that natural maturity level. Um, You know, I mean, the guy didn't know it was right to eat. It was important to eat breakfast when he first came into the league, you know, stuff like that. So He's had to do an awful lot of life learning as well, whereas, you know, some kids are a little bit more streetwise and and, and that when they come into the league and, than he is or was. Um, but temp- temper your expectations because I've had to. I expected him to be better than he has been. But what gets me and, and leaves me still believing is it's not to do with talent. 
it has got nothing to do with talent. The guy is naturally gifted. He's got the physique. He has the skill. Doesn't always put it together in the right order, but he has it. He just needs something to click. And that might not happen for another couple of years. You know, like like I say, he he is that little bit further behind um, some players with the mentality side of things. So when that clicks, that's when we'll see what the ceiling is for P. Will. And at the moment, I still think that there is a chance that the ceiling is going to be quite high. But if it's just along the level of a Luol Deng, like you say, I will take that as well. I'll happily take that. Um, because, you know, we could do with a player like that on the, on the team, essentially. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, he's he's still developing as a person as well. Yeah. And some, are, some, some come in ready as a person. But then you look at, was it the draft before? You've got Zion Williamson going number one. <laughs> yeah. A great talent. He was yeah. obviously ready for the NBA, but look at where he is at the minute. You know, yeah. The Pelicans actually still want him. Ja Morant just got his what twenty-five game ban because mm-hmm. he that keep his guns out of videos and stuff like that. So, would you rather have somebody like that on the team or somebody like P. Will, where you know he's got the talent, but he's just is it that is that that awkward stage for me where? He can't be relied on as one of the main guys, mm-hmm. but he's also better than the young core that we've got. Yeah, he's sort of in that middle bit, and that's to me where I asked the question in the the piece as well: Who do you want to start, P. Will or Tory Craig? And it's like I've always said: too much emphasis gets put on the starters. P. Will could be better with that second unit alongside yeah. Kobe, the Carolina boys. Um. Because he's likely to get the ball in his hands a lot more. And so for me, it, it wouldn't be a a knock on P. Will for, to see him to come off the bench. No. It, and it he would be beneficial. Well, yeah, he may very well start off the bench and then work his way into the starting lineup. Then after that, sorry to cut across you. Yeah, but uh, and like I say, if, if he's out there with Vooch, Damar, Zach, He's not going to get the ball in his hands. So how can he develop? Mm-hmm. How can he be that fifteen to twenty point a night scorer that everyone wants him to be? How can he, like we said last year, if he's guarding the best player on the opposition, that's taking a hell of a lot out of him as it is. Yeah. So I, I'd be happy if he, like we said last year, if he slows down Yanis, he slows down KD, and puts up eight to ten points. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with it on a night. Do you know what I mean? Because He's done it at the other end. And yeah. that's obviously doesn't please your box score watchers like, but you know. So yeah. Sort of like, like I said, in summary for me, he's not a bust. He's just you've just got to temper your expectations with him. Yeah. Uh I know he's your guy, so have you got anything else on him? No, I'm just waiting for for that moment where it just all clicks, um, I'm hoping it's going to happen this season. You just need the game to slow down for him. That's what tends to happen with a lot of players. Um, and once the game slows down, you see their game really develop. And that's what I'm hoping for. I'm, I'm kind of 
rightfully or wrongfully, I'm still looking at this season as being his real proper third season. So I'm expecting the third season leap. Um, I know it is essentially his fourth season, but um, he didn't really get his second season as a proper season. So, um, yeah, I'm kind. I'm kind of ask me again this question next off season, and I'll see where I'm at. But at the moment, I'm giving him at least one more one more year. Yeah, and I think obviously moving forward, we are going to do our expectations for next season mm-hmm. when we know the complete roster and stuff like that. Um, obviously, we'll put our expectations for P. Will there, and yeah. that's how we'll judge him next off season. Is did he meet our expectations? And if he does, great. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, the next bit of news that come out is uh, somebody we just mentioned, Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. According to was it Bleacher Report? I can't yeah. remember the name. Was it Grant Hughes or something? The guy who wrote it. Some some random like that. I never heard of him. I can't remember who it was. Um, has put the list of the top five overrated players in the NBA. Yeah. And coming in at number five was Demar DeRozan, who was it a day later, put out a tweet, title of this episode, saying, and I remember having these conversations last year as well, because obviously he seems to get it every year, especially off Bleacher Report. Um, now, I think the guy who wrote it just clearly doesn't like them players because apart from Dylan Brooks, the other f- three players to me wouldn't be in the top five either. Um, I mean, this, what he actually wrote about Demar, he contradicts himself as well. You know, saying that eleven of his first twelve years, he was the teams were better without him, but since he's been at Bulls, Bulls have been better with him. Well, does that not say that how good a player he is? Um, you know, and it highlight the fact that he's obviously an ISO player, he's just a scorer, all this sort of stuff, and it doesn't convert to winning basketball and stuff like that. And it's like, I always think people like him are, are Lakers fans <laughs> because I guarantee if Damar had got that move to LA, whether it was to Lakers or whether it's to Clippers, whichever it was. Demar wouldn't be coming up in all of these reports. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they don't watch Bulls enough. You know, fair enough. If the Bulls aren't a team that they watch because they're on the West Coast or whatever it happens to be. But the fact that he put in there the friction between him and Zach as well. And it's like, you know, the whole write up was just crap. You know what I mean? It was just. Didn't make any sense, you know, and I think a lot of it is just clickbait to get people like us talking. Obviously, the more podcast talking and stuff like that. But to me, he's just made himself look stupid. I mean, he must know basketball to to get into that position as well. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, the fact that the next player on the list was Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> who obviously replaced Demar in Toronto and then won the title. You know, so is he trying to say that Kawhi Leonard's more overrated than Demar? Yet he's got his rings and all stars and finals MVP and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> so it, the whole article just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And yeah, I'll I'll let you say what you need to say. 
yeah, you can see me kind of itching to say something. Um, it was Grant Hughes. I just looked it up there. That was the name of the, um, shall yeah. I say, gentleman that wrote <laughs> this report. Um, now, I have to say that the first thing that I did when I read this, my head went straight back to when the Bulls first signed DeMar DeRozan. And he was being called out both, I think, on ESPN and Bleacher Report for being the worst signing, not one of the worst signings, the worst signing of that off-season. So how do you go from saying that he was the worst signing of the off-season to then saying he's overrated? I mean, surely that makes him underrated if he does anything anyway decent? Yeah. It just, it doesn't make sense. You've got the yin and the yang there as opposed to, you know, building up your argument. It just doesn't make any sense. The guy is the number one, if not the 1A and 1B option between himself and Zach Levine on the team. Um, there are numerous games that we would not have won over the course of his tenure with the Bulls had he not been on the floor, had he not hit game-winning shots. Um, now, we don't always agree with the fact that DeMar takes over. But, I mean, he didn't get the title of King of the Fourth for no reason. I mean, he was obviously uh, doing something right in order to to gain that moniker. And the big thing for me, and, and this, is, this is the bit that really, really gets my goat, is in his first season with the Bulls, off the back of all this, you know, criticism and critique about his being drafted, um, uh, acquired by the Bulls, should I say, um, he went out and he had a career season. A career season. I mean, Record he, what, was, what was that? In his 11th year in, in, in the NBA? And he, he had a career yeah. season. So, I mean, yeah. I don't understand how that could be classed as being overrated based on that. But then when you break that down even further and you realise that he is breaking records that have held for decades... By the likes of Wilt Chamberlain, I mean, come on now, let's be let's be real uh, and let's be like, okay, it's given us something to talk about. Thank you very much for that, Mister Hughes. But apart from that, all I can say is bullshit. It's and even when you look at the other players that are on that list, like you say, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, who else has he got on there? Uh, demand uh, Kawhi Leonard. Here we go. Then you've got Jonas Valanciunas. You've got Dylan Brooks. Yeah, okay, fair enough. You've got <laughs> Demantis Sabonis at number one. I mean, come on. The guy literally brought the Kings into their first playoff season. Yeah. Do you know? Anyway, I don't put too much stock in it um, at all. It just it got my back up a little bit, um, as you can tell. And it, it's just like you say, it's clickbait. It's just clickbait. But it gave us something. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll... We'll flip it onto DeMar because that's what it was about. Yeah. We have both said if somebody was to be traded, it would be DeMar. Yeah. And that we both said at the time, that's not a knock on DeMar. We absolutely oh. love what DeMar has done yeah. since he's been above. That first year was just, you know, you think to yourself in five to ten years' time, where's he going to rank in the greatest Bulls? Mm-hmm. And he's going to be in talk because of this first year where he was breaking Michael Jordan records. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anybody who does that, especially in a Bulls uniform, they're going to be held in high regard yeah. moving forward. Yeah, it's frustrating watching him at times when he takes over. 
But we've also seen the other side of him where when he facilitates and he lets Zach take over, that's the best version of Damara as well. Yeah. And he can still put up 25 points, but allow Zach to put up 40 points. Yeah. It's then when you need the rest of the team to, to do what they need to do. And unfortunately, that's what we've not been getting. Mm-hmm. And obviously with Damar last year, he was carrying that, was it his hip injury or yeah. whatever it was. Um, so he was in discomfort. But again, going back to the workout videos, as I put a tweet out the other day, name a player who worked harder in the NBA. Yeah, you'd be hard-pressed. You know, I mean, I've, I've even seen one of uh, Johnny Dribble too much, like a quick story this morning. He'd been working out with CP3 early and then he put next up DeMar DeRosa. You know what I mean? So he's in the gym pretty much every day working and he's going into, what, year 14? And he's still working like that, do you know what I mean? He's he's encouraging the younger players to try and do it as well. And he's obviously got pissed off on, was it the uh, Paul George podcast where he said, you know, these players coming in now, they don't actually care about being a basketball player or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, they're not prepared to put the work in because they already think they've made it. And that's what he's trying to encourage P. Will and Dale and Terry. And I'm assuming moving forward, it's going to be Julian Phillips as well. Mm-hmm. That you've got to keep working. As a 14 year veteran of the league, he's still out there working. You know what I mean? He's got yeah. that. Obviously, he's trying to emulate Kobe, isn't he? You know, who we know he absolutely idolised. Um, and anybody with that sort of mentality, to me, you can't call him overrated. All right, yeah, he hasn't got a ring, but how many players in the NBA don't get rings yet are still regarded as some of the best? Absolutely. Um, you know, and like I say, we did say, out of the big three, it would for us it'd be Demar to get traded. That was just purely because he was the most valuable asset, really, wasn't he? Yeah. And going back to P. Will when we said about it'd been a contract or an extension year for him, this is a contract year for Demar. So all this report's done is fuel him up. He's fighting for his next contract, whether it's with Bulls or gets his move back to LA or whatever happens to be. So what sort of year is he going to have? Do you know what I mean? It's just, you know, it, I mean, he took part in the Drew League again at the weekend, didn't he? And he gets to play with the game. And like I say, Bulls fans love that. Yeah. But when he will does it, it yeah, anyway. Enough of that. <laughs> but, you know, and it's just, obviously the tweet I put out was, call him overrated, call him a one-trick pony, call him, a point got a, a point getter, whatever it was. But there is nobody in the league who works harder than him. And Bulls fans, I think, majority of Bulls fans have said that he he's the option to be traded. But at the same time, I think we would all we'd all be gutted if he did leave. Yeah. Because we saw at the end when he sat them games out with injury, how much we missed him. Mm-hmm. And. Again, that's down to the roster construction more than anything, I think. But obviously, that's a, a different story. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, like you said, thank you, Mr. Hughes, for um, firing him up, firing us up. And uh, 
variables national. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, well, that's, I'm just hoping now that um, Demar backs up his tweet of the same old bullshit by proving that he can do the same old thing that he did when he first came here. Yeah, if we get year one Demar and everyone else steps up. Yeah. You know, so... And let's say he's uh, got Bulls Nation fired up and segue into something else that also has got Bulls Nation fired up, ESPN's power rankings. Right. Uh, the uh, Bulls rated it or ranked at 22. Mm-hmm. And as I've said to you, I've not paid much attention to it, to be fair. I've not even read it. I don't, I don't know what teams are above them. I don't know what teams are below them. But for me, where they come in at 22... If you're going off last season, then that's right where they were. Um, and again, it's these people that how much do they actually watch Bulls. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, the off season from an outside point of view and to a lot of Bulls fans has been a little bit underwhelming, shall we say. Um, but if we can go back to year one, Demar, like we just said, and now you've got Tory Craig and Javon Carter coming in that hopefully improve everything else, mm-hmm. then they're going to go above 22, aren't they? Um, I don't, it didn't trigger me as much as I think it's triggered a lot of Bulls Nation. Um, I mean, I didn't even think about talking about it. It was you that quickly mentioned yeah. it, wasn't it? So, um, yeah. Again, I think it's just clickbait. It's 1st of August. I mean, I know it came out yesterday, but there's not a lot to talk about. <laughs> so, no, that's why I was know. like... Might as well talk about it. <laughs> we don't have too much yeah. to talk about. But, um, I mean, I'm of the same sort of thinking as you are. I mean, 22, you know, maybe 21, maybe 23. It's in and around that anyway. At the end of the day, that's kind of pretty much where we were last year in the power rankings. It's going to be where we're going to be this year because, let's let's face it, we didn't make any massive changes in the off-season. I think we made very good changes in the off-season. I think we're going to surprise a few people. But that being said, um, there weren't any like you know real head turning um, changes, especially in regards to uh, other teams watching on from around the league. I mean, it, they're not going to know the ins and outs of this team quite so much as, as the people that follow it on a daily basis. So looking on, it doesn't really look like we've improved too much. Personally, I think we've improved a little bit more than than you might first think, but. I do think 22 isn't far off the mark. I mean, I'm not going to be here going, oh, they should be top 10 or top 15 because I don't think that's realistic. Uh, I mean, we, we didn't make it into the playoffs. We were playing knockout team. And, you know, I think when you haven't many made many changes and other teams kind of in and around you, like uh, the Pacers, as an example, have improved. Um, we still don't really know what's going to happen with Brooklyn. Um, we don't really know what's going to happen with Miami in regards to Dame. There's still a lot of question marks out there at the moment. So I, I think it can be forgiven for for coming up with pretty much the same thing as last year. I mean, it's almost a copy and paste job, really. And that's OK. It, it, like you say, it hasn't triggered me either. I, I can see from looking on Twitter how it has triggered a lot of people. But realistically speaking, um, these power rankings, they get reviewed you know, consistently, uh, both in the off season and during the regular season as well. And uh, I'd be more interested to see where we place in six months' time, as opposed as opposed to now. Yeah, and like you say, obviously a big thing is a lot of teams. The rosters aren't complete yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still moves to be made, like you brought up Miami. Yeah, 
they even going to get Damon at the minute? Who knows? And if they don't, that team looks a lot weaker than it did last year. Mm-hmm. And they struggled last year. I know they got yeah. to the finals, but before that, there was well, so there was a playing team as well. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. nearly knocked out by us. Um, and they've now lost a lot of pieces as well. So if they yeah. don't get Dame, they're screwed as far as I'm concerned. They'll still, they'll still be an annoyance and there or thereabouts because oh, yeah. that's what they do. And they're very well uh, Yeah, and obviously they've got um, playoff Jimmy mm-hmm. to look forward to. Um, as exciting as that is, and um, <laughs> but like you say, there's teams like Nets, you know, Hawks. They're either up or they're like bulls, aren't they? Yeah, they're up or down. You know, you never know what you're going to get from them. Same with Knicks. They had a good year last year, but the year before wasn't quite as good. So, yeah, you know, again, have the moves that they've made been enough to put them that much further above Bulls? It's, you know, Sixers, they could end up in a complete mess, depending yeah. on what goes on with, with your guy, James Harden. Um... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Mm. So, like I say, to me, it's clickbait again. Um, and when we come to do our expectations for Bulls, hopefully by that point we'll know what everyone else has done. And I think you can compare the rosters then and, you know, how the rosters look, what was 1st of August to what they look like 1st of October. You know, you just, you just don't know, do you? It's, yeah. Unless, um, obviously, Adam Silver stops the uh, Dame trade. As he has warned everybody now, on he so <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's um, that's pretty much all the talking points, isn't it? Really, from from the last few days, like I say, we are not behind; we're just catching up. Here at Sea Rage UK, we have our ongoing partnership with Victory Sports UK. Victory Sports UK is a UK-based sports apparel and equipment store where you can get your NBA and other sporting goods. Get kitted out in your favourite team gear and rep your squad all summer long. And all Sea Rage UK group members and followers can avail of a special discount code for 15% off their entire range, including products already on sale. Just make sure you're liking and following Sea Rage UK on Twitter or become part of the Sea Rage UK group on Facebook to receive your exclusive discount code upon request. Visit victorysportsuk.co.uk to seal your victory with Victory Sports UK. Go on and check it out. You know, it makes sense. Yeah, welcome back. And we're going to bring back Matt versus Neil. Matt versus Neil. Game four. Uh, currently 2-1 to me in the series. Mm. Trying not to make it go seven because we're struggling to come up with draft ideas at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we've kind of come up with this one, not last minute, but kind of throwing it together, aren't we, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be a 90s Bulls players. Right. So it's any player who played for the Bulls in the 90s. Um, positions can be interchangeable if they could play two positions. You know, if they're listed as a point guard, they've got to play point guard. But if they're listed as a guard, one or the two. Mm-hmm. No Michael Jordan. Nope. Um, and we're not doing it snake this time. It's going to be 
ticket in terms, basically. Yeah, because I think if you snake it and someone gets two choices in a row, it's over straight away. So yeah. you do one choice each. It, it's just fairer. Yeah, and it kind of makes you want that first pick now as well, doesn't it? It does. Whereas in the past, we've kind of not wanted it because we've wanted the next two picks. So um, I think they were the only rules, were they? Yeah, that that's it, basically. Um, you mentioned the, six, the sixth man. Oh, yeah, we are going for a sixth man of... Um, I've not picked any yet, like, but... Um, well, it depends yeah. on what's left, but yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a wild card position. Um, so it's positionless, basically. You can pick anybody you like. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's pretty much... <laughs> the bones, apart from Michael Jordan. <laughs> this is pretty much the bones of it. Um, so will I spin the wheel? Yep. Okay, we'll just get this up here now. There we, we go. go. So... Off You've had the number one pick every every draft so far, haven't you? I have. It hasn't exactly done me any favours, though, has it? And there mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> of course, the one where you really want it. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, that is for me. Jammy sod. Right. And with the number one pick, I'm gonna gonna have to do it, Scotty. Yeah. It was inevitable. Yeah. yeah obviously, to play the three. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, whoever was going first was picking Scotty, weren't they? Right, so I think whoever was going second was blatantly going to be picking this guy, and I'm going to go for Dennis. Um, And Yeah, I mean, he's interchangeable, but um, I'll play him, I guess, at the four. Yep, so with my second pick, I'm trying to fill out my backcourt. I am going to go with Ron Harper at the two. That hurt. Okay. Right. So my next one I'm going to go for then is my three. And I'm going to go with Tony Kukoc. Yeah. That had to be, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Right, so my third pick. I'm going to round up my back court and I'm going to go off the list of how I worded it and I'm going to go Steve Kerr. Okay. For his threes. Don't know what that looks like defensively, but... <laughs> uh, Ron Harper. Yeah, turn Scotty, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not too bad. Okay, so in which case... I am going to go for my five and I'm going to go for big Bill Cartwright. Yeah, that was my number one choice. Yeah. I was going to get him out of the way early, but <laughs> I think there's we've got quite a few decent bigs from that era, haven't we? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll... Uh, yeah, you're not going to be able to pick him now. So, I'll go with my... My five. I'm gonna go with Luke. Yeah, I figured you would. Uh, side note: There's a documentary coming out about him on NBA app or NBA.com, whatever it is. Is it a yeah, four-point documentary? Is it four part? I think, isn't it? Four yeah, part. I don't know how long the parts are going to be, but I think that comes out tomorrow. So, oh, I didn't realise it was that soon. Actually, yeah, definitely be keeping yeah. an eye out for that. Always yeah. a always a bit of a a, a soft spot for Luke. Um, yeah. I, I like Luke Longley. 
Okay, so that leaves me with my one, right? Uh, one and two you've got left. One and two. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick my one, and I'm gonna go for BJ. Yeah, he was my second choice. Yeah, BJ Armstrong. I will finish my starting lineup with my fourth, you know, my fifth pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with Horace, Mister Grant. Yeah. Okay. What's that for you? <laughs> That's your four, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I've just got my sixth man now. After you've okay. done this one. So I have. So just my two, isn't it? Yeah, you two and your sixth. Oh yeah. Um. So with my two, I am going to go for Craig Hodges. Knew it. To be fair, I only had him and Ron Harper down for my twos anyway. So yeah. Uh right, so my sixth man slash wild card. Not a lot of choices to be fair. Mm-hmm. I think I am gonna go. Purely because I think he can play two positions, the four and the five, Stacey King. Oh, that's who I was going to go for. Okay. I didn't think you'd pick him, actually. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, that kind of ties me up in a bit of a knot now. Um, right. Okay. So I'm going to go for then. I think I will go. I'm tied up between two. I'm either going to go for Will Perdue or Elton Brand. Oh, I didn't even have him on my... I had Will Perdue, but I didn't have Elton Brand on my Elton list. Brand came in in the 1999 2000 uh, yeah. season. I did um, look at the uh, post-Dynasty players and I just thought, no. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm I'm actually I'm going to go for him. I'm going to go for my six-man Elton Brand. So, yeah, that's the teams. Um, I mean, I guess if we were going to go for a coach, there's going to be one. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, obviously I'll run down my team at the one Steve Kerr, at the two Ron Harper, at the three Pip, at the four Horace Grant, at the five Luke, and coming off the bench, Mister Stacey King. Right. Okay. So mine are the one BJ Armstrong, at the two Craig Hodges. So I've got some sharpshooters there on the outside. Um, my number three is Tony Kukoc. My number four is Dennis Rodman. My number five is Big Bill Cartwright. And then my number six is Elton Brand. And that is it. So, yeah, um, we'll put the teams out onto Twitter with a, a poll. And, um, yeah, let you let you vote. <laughs> Comments. Um yeah, I mean, I've got nothing else. I don't know if, if you have. Uh, no, I don't have anything else to add. Uh, it be interesting to see how this goes. I've got low expectations now. I expected to take the last one and I didn't, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> my expectations are low. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, we're hoping to be back next week with a guest. Um, it's kind of scheduled, but things change. Yeah. Um. Probably a guess that might surprise a few people. Maybe not anymore, but 
from those. Um, and yeah, uh, obviously, as usual, thanks for listening. Um, don't forget to check out com if you want to give me some grief about P. Will. Um, I didn't call him a bust. I asked if he was a bust. Um, people seem to take it that I called him a bust, but I didn't. Um, you posed the question. Yeah, and then I gave my opinion in the piece. And people just seem to look at the picture, what I put out with his P. Will a bust, a bust, rather than actually read what I'd actually wrote. Right. Um, yeah, go check it out. Um, and yeah, obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget we've also got the audio version. If you can't watch the full video, um, on everywhere, Spotify, Apple, all the usual places. And if you are on the audio, don't forget to check out the YouTube. Absolutely. Um, and give us a couple of views on there. Get to see our handsome faces. Um, Neil's got a little friend. With him as well. Who's that? Oh, the cold sore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not exactly. <laughs> I'm not exactly at my best at the moment, but um, yeah, like I said yesterday when I was on a video call, um, it's worse than I thought. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm not quite at the point of feeling professional enough to start putting a bit of makeup on to cover it up. So you just have to take me as I am. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of taking me as I am, you can find me on Twitter at Neil C Red UK. Thanks once again to everyone for tuning in. Whether you're watching or listening, please subscribe and review, as Matt said. From Matt and myself, remember it's the Chicago Bulls thing, wherever you are in the world. And until next time, see red people. Percolator. It's time for the percolator.